Hart. I mentioned before the break, Lucas Weber, attorney for the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, joins us. So I'm going to have you kind of preface this. A lot of attention on the recent legislation, this bill that, that passed uh, in the Senate, similar to an assembly bill earlier, um, changes a lot of things in the in the alcohol industry, the the sales of alcohol. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the process. So sort of lay the, the foundation for our conversation. Yeah. So uh, first of all, good morning. Great to be with you. Um, Wisconsin has a three-tier alcohol system. So in Wisconsin, if you make alcohol, if you're a producer, you can only sell it to a wholesaler. If you're a wholesaler, you can only sell it to a retailer. And then retailers sell to consumers. Uh, this bill touches on all three aspects of the three-tier system, makes a number of changes. So in Wisconsin, it, you need a liquor license to sell alcohol, obviously, but also to consume alcohol in a public place. Uh, the term's not defined, although state law does list off things that are not public places. Um, so that's current law. So for many years, um, various event venues have, uh, including you know wedding barns, have operated uh, successfully under these under that law and that understanding. They're not public places. They've never been public places. These are private events. Um, they don't sell alcohol. They don't provide alcohol. Basically, a bride, uh, you know, a couple getting married is going to go. They'll buy their own alcohol from a retailer. They'll serve it to their own guests at their own party, right? Um, just like you'd have a dinner party at your house. Right. Or, you know, you're on right. vacation having a cookout. You have neighbors over. You're going to serve them a beer, right? Um, so this bill makes those types of parties illegal in Wisconsin. Uh, it does that by adding them to what the definition in state law of public place. So it's a, is it a definitional question? <laughs> it is, yeah. So... So what the bill says is that any venue, location, open space, room, or establishment that's available to rent is now a public place. Uh, it's a huge net. It's a wide net. This is a humongous change. Um, and from that wide net, it carves out certain exemptions. So in the past, they've, they've tried changing this definition for like six years now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the past, we've always pointed out that it would ban tailgating. You know, a parking space is for rent. You can't drink there under this bill. Um, so one of the exemptions they put in here is for parking lots. <laughs> so those are now exempted. Tailgating. So they worked around that one. They did, so, yeah. uh, I guess the obvious question, again, I don't want to just focus on wedding barns, but why did they pick on that one specifically? Uh, you know, I think it's viewed as competition to the current three-tier system. They don't like that uh, it's a cheaper way to have a wedding. You can go buy, you know, you can go to the, the warehouse store and buy beers and serve them to your guests and not pay the fees that you would pay at an event, you know, an, an otherwise event. Venue. Shouldn't the marketplace decide that? Uh, it absolutely should, and it has. You know, there are people who want uh, those types of venues. There are people who want wedding barns. There are people who want a, a cheaper way to have a wedding. Uh, it's something that's enjoyed by many of us in Wisconsin. All right, so l looking at the process now, this has been attempted on numerous occasions over, over as you said, the last yeah. six years. I would. It, was, it seemed a little sneaky to me. Uh, it was. It was sneaky. So this bill passed the state assembly. It went to the state senate. Uh, the senate had a hearing on it a couple months ago. Um, the bill was then pending in the committee. The committee was considering amendments. Um, rather than allow the committee to amend the bill and send it to the full senate, what they did was they took a different bill. They then took this wedding barn, the event venue bill, and they attached it to the other bill as an amendment, a 144-page amendment. Uh, it's the only way they could get it done without getting it out of committee. Uh, the When they did this, the president of the Senate ruled it non-germane, said it wasn't related to the bill, so they couldn't do it. Uh, they then overrode the Senate president um, on a, a large group of senators did that, and then they proceeded to amend the bill, pass the bill. The assembly then adopted it the same night. So it failed previously in previous conversations, different legislatures, some different uh, elected officials. Why now? Why did this happen now? I don't know. Uh, th this bill, as I said, it touches on a number of areas of the three-tier system. Uh, it goes far beyond just wedding barns. You know, it'll impact vacation rental homes. Uh, if you have a, a cottage up north with a one-bedroom cottage up north and you want to have friends over to grill out and have a beer, this bill technically makes you a public place unless you have enough 
the the exemption for vacation rental properties only applies if there are enough if it's furnished with enough beds for all adult guests to sleep. So a one bedroom home, you better not have four adults there drinking a beer, otherwise the Department of Revenue is going to come knocking on your door. Okay, so Lucas Fever joining us from the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty talking about these this recent legislation. A lot of people calling it the wedding barn bill, but it's more than that. The enforcement part of this is the part that I I don't get. So they're they're talking about having ten. Who who's who are these ten people that are going to enforce this? Yeah, so that's that's where the whole thing gets even crazier. So the bill creates essentially a new police force at the Department of Revenue. Uh, these are special agents, Department of Revenue special agents, no uh, minimum of ten of them, who are tasked with uh, given quote, all necessary police powers to prevent violations of these laws. They're statewide. They have statewide jurisdiction. They're going to be enforcing these laws uh, all around Wisconsin. You're an attorney. You look at this legislation. The way that it went through, the results, is there some legal questions that need to be asked and answered here? Uh, there, there definitely are, and I think we can uh, absolutely expect a court to weigh in on these provisions. What, what would some of those be? Uh, just some of the definitional uh, things that they put in here. Um, it's very vague in some areas. Uh, some of the exemptions that they give uh, don't make much sense vis-a-vis other people who would apply to. Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of questions about how this is going to be enforced going forward. Uh, one of the other interesting parts of the bill is it gives these new revenue agents in this division, it gives that division rulemaking power to, to write the rules they're going to be enforcing with these new DOR special agents. Uh, it's It's just a lot of really unanswered questions. And uh, this bill wasn't ready for prime time. It should have been amended. Uh, there were six attempts to amend it on the floor. They rejected all six attempts. Um, there's a lot of problems here. Your organization, you're not speaking on behalf of them, but you, you work for the Wisconsin for Law and Liberty. Do you see a possible uh, avenue to going after some of these recent changes and saying, you know what, you're not looking out for the individuals in this state? Yeah, um, you know, absolutely. It's something we're, we're looking into. We're talking to uh, Wisconsinites in, in various industries who are going to be impacted by this and uh, considering all legal options going forward. What what did the wedding barn industry, which is it's a small part of, of the wedding industry, right, that venue, what did they have to say about it? Yeah, so they're, the, what the bill does is it, it says you can't drink alcohol at those event venues anymore unless you have a liquor license or you get this what they call a no-sale event venue permit. So if they want to continue operating as they have, they have to get this permit. But if you do that permit, you're only allowed to drink beer in those venues, so no old-fashioned at your wedding. Also, the, the number of events is limited. And you're limited to six events per year and no more than one per month. So it's just going to put them out of business. Yes, and because the reality is, as someone who used to work in this area as an elected official, the, the cost of liquor licenses, not cheap. Yeah, not cheap at all. And most of these places aren't even zoned. To, they're not zoned as taverns. They can't get a liquor license because they're not zoned for it. So they'd have to get a conditional use. They'd have to go through a zoning variance. What impact could the governor have on this? Uh, the governor could still veto the bill. It has passed the legislature. Uh, it's going to the governor's desk. He could veto the bill. And they could certainly override that veto if they wanted to. So. Uh, they could try, yeah. yeah. You think that'll happen? Uh, you know, based on the number of uh, no votes in the, in the Senate, I don't know if they would be able to, but um, mm. certainly possible. Always great to talk to you. Lucas Weber from the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. We will follow this story, and if you have any updates, just let me know, and we'll bring you back on. Thanks for having me, Steve. You're welcome.